Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode with Rebecca. We are talking about how to create the life you want. We're talking trusting your intuition, stopping self-sabotage, setting boundaries, and how to build a mindset for success. So without further ado, let's get started. Rebecca, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking this evening? I am drinking some cold brew coffee with a little bit of ice cream in it, which sounds kind of crazy, but it is the best coffee hack ever if you want to put down on the Starbucks. So got to get my caffeine in. How do you make it? Easy. You, uh, you put a scoop of whatever flavor ice cream you like into a mason jar with some cold coffee and a couple of ice cubes and shake, shake, shake. And you also get a tricep workout at the same time. So you get your caffeine and you get your morning started good. Oh, and you get a little bit of sugar kick in there too. I love that. I just have some water over here to wet my whistle when I need it, but I'm super excited for this conversation. But before we dive in, can you give listeners a little bit more information about you and your background and what we're going to cover today? Yes, absolutely. And like many of your listeners, uh, I am a very multifaceted and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I have been a spa owner for 11 years, a licensed massage therapist for 12. I'm also an artist and I have a online business called Badass Body Workers, where I'm a mentor and coaching concierge and industry leader for my industry. And I just really love creating community and supporting women. So no matter what I do, what my endeavors are, whether it's podcasting or having an online business or collaborating with amazing podcasters like you, I make sure that, you know, it, it is leading me in a direction that fulfills my purpose and dreams rather than detracting from my life. So I kind of work in seasons, you know, I, I believe everyone should be multi-skilled, just like you wouldn't invest $10,000 into one stock, you would diversify it. I think we as business owners need to have a core set of, of skills that light us up in many different ways. That way we don't get burnout. So anyways, uh, that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. Love that. <laughs> I connect with and talk to people um, like you to, to encourage people to go after their dreams. Yes. And one thing that you and I were talking about before the podcast was about following your intuition and trusting yourself. Before we dive deeper into that, can you go over what your intuition even is for somebody who doesn't know? Sure. So as a body worker and massage therapist and healer, I'm a little bit more into with my intuition uh, than the average person who might not have had such um expedited situations in order to develop that sense of intuition. But for me, your intuition is, it's your soul kind of knocking on the door. It's kind of saying, Hey, knock, knock. Like it's very rare that I come here to help you, but I'm here to tell you right now that this situation is not going to lead you in the right direction. So follow your, follow me, follow me and say no and don't do it. So your intuition is, is that, it's that gut feeling, you know, it's that feeling in our belly button and in other cultures, um, your belly button is your life force. It's your center of life. It's where everything starts, you know? So I always say, uh, the belly button never lies. Your intuition is there to guide you in the right direction and to protect you. So it, for me as a therapist, like for example, if a creepy client starts suggesting or insinuating inappropriate uh, behaviors or, or whatever, I can 
like I can nip that in the bud like before it even happens because you know I can keep peeling back the onion layers. So if your intuition goes off a lot um, about the same things, in my case, creepy clients, you know, um, running my business, or you know, if my intuition goes off on the same patterns, I can then realize like, wow, uh, I keep drawing like these situations keep coming into my life for a particular reason. My intuition's obviously trying to tell me something what's going on here. And then it allows you to like grow and change your patterns and just keep developing that muscle. It's a muscle. It really mm -hmm. is. It's your soul's muscle, I guess would be the quickest way I would describe it. Yeah. I had a weird situation the other day when my intuition was like firing these sirens at me. I was in the store. What was it? <laughs> Um, I was in the store and I was looking in this clothing section and it was like kind of a cluttered store and the racks were pretty high and my dad was in the store with me, but he was across the store somewhere else. So by the time I went and found him after rifling through the, these clothing racks for 30 minutes, there was this guy that was showing up every single aisle behind me. Cause I'm one of those people who likes to zigzag the aisles. Every single place I went, this guy ended up being right there after me. And I went to the back of the store and my dad got this carpet and this guy continued to show up wherever I was, even after my, I connected with my dad again. And then the guy went over and looked at the carpets right after my dad grabbed one. He wasn't with anybody. He didn't have anything he was buying. He was just showing up in all the same places I was like every single aisle and just kind of like looking busy. And my intuition was like, this guy is creepy. And he, yeah, he finally left the store, but I was like, in my mind, I was like, if he comes back in, I am taking a picture of him. Like, I do not care. I will put my phone up right to his face and take a picture of him. And I was super alert in that moment. And I know with a lot of the things going on about like sex trafficking right now, I really want to be alert. And I think my intuition right there was screaming at me, like pay attention. And I also think you can really tap into your intuition when if your friend texts you and they're like, Hey, do you want to come out tonight? And you're like that initial feeling that you get, no, I really don't want to. That's your intuition. But then we get, you know, the peer pressure and the force and whatever. So can you talk <clears throat> to me more about trusting yourself and following that intuition and how to prevent second guessing yourself when it's speaking to you? Oh my God. Absolutely. Um, Something that unfortunately, you know, happens in my industry is going back to creepy clients. Um, every time that somebody has said, oh, I have to see this person because I have to pay my light bill. Like, I don't feel right about it, but I can get through it. It's just an hour. Every single time that has happened, like it has, it made the therapist feel super uneasy, uncomfortable, weird. And then I tell, you know, I think to myself, you just spent an hour to two hours of your life knowing that you were uncomfortable and you put yourself in a situation you did not feel good in just because you have to pay your phone bill. Like, you know, that also comes from like a scarcity mindset as well. When you, whenever you make decisions based on fear or scarcity, like shit, I have to see this creepy person or I have to take this problem client or I have to. Uh, go to a networking meeting or coffee meeting with XYZ and you don't feel right about it. Remember that you're never going to get that time back ever. And, and part of that is also people pleasing because we as women have been patterns and programmed to be people pleasers. 
and to not know how to say no. And women by nature were nurturers, but nurturers can often be pouring from an empty vessel. And whenever we're pouring from an empty vessel, we just make decisions that aren't good for us. And that actually happened to me in my brick and mortar business. I grew too fast and I was desperate for a manager to come in and help. Long story short, I hired the wrong person that I thought was the right fit after years of knowing this person and uh, almost like $65,000 in damages later, I realized all the mistakes I had made because I hired her out of desperation and I hired her to create the process, not follow the process. And every single person that I introduced her to later told me I had a bad feeling about her. I did not like her. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't you tell me? Right. You know, and I always encourage my friends like, hey, if you get like a gut feeling about something I'm telling you about, especially after meeting someone, because my friends know my overall vision, they know something from the outside seems to align with what I want to do, especially if multiple people are telling me or questioning me to like make me think deeper about it. It definitely makes me like dive a little bit deeper. Your intuition is so multifaceted. It's a different language and we have to understand that language. Yeah. And I think think in this society right now, we are being so, we are being so gaslit. I don't know the right word, but (laughs) yeah, like to not trust your intuition. And when you see something or hear something, or you have an option to do something and you're like, I just really don't want to like something inside me, my intuitively, I know that this is not right for me. People get really upset about it. Like there's this weird sense of control that other people want to have over other people. And if your intuition is guiding you one way, don't let anybody peer pressure you to go the different way because you're, that's honestly, in my opinion, that is self-sabotage. And I guess Mm -hmm. that there's certain like nuances, right. And there's extremes, but your intuition is always going to guide you and it's always going to take you where you're supposed to go and where you're meant to go. And a lot of boundaries can come from your intuition as well. The first thing that comes to mind um, is that my best friend in high school, her parents uh, stayed together and they were miserable with each other and the kids all knew it. And the kids knew that they were only staying together until everyone graduated high school so they could split up. And the whole time we were all like, why don't you just fucking split up now? Like we know you sleep in separate bedrooms and like how many, we have so many friends I'm sure that we know either have gone through this situation or know somebody like where their parents have stayed together, Mm -hmm. you know, just for the kids. And they were miserable the whole time. But in my case, my friend's parents, you know, they had their separate bedrooms. They talked about boundaries, you know, they dated other people. And it seemed really obscure and weird to me in the moment because I was in high school and I didn't quite understand it. But honestly, like going back and like looking at it, you know, the way they handled it was really mature. And it was probably the most amicable divorce that, that I've seen, you know, and it was more like conscious uncoupling, um, is the term I think is used these days. And that I'm sure required so many boundaries for them to have to talk about, you know, but neither one of them intuitively knew that they wanted to be married to each other anymore. They knew that they could co-parent. So, you know, they made the decision together. And and I thought, you know, as a grown adult, looking back on the situation, I'm like, whoa, it's really awesome that they were that emotionally intelligent and, you know, and had a game plan and weren't just making assumptions and, 
you know, from me looking back at it now as a grown adult, you know, of course, mm-hmm. we never know what really goes on. But that's the first thing that came to mind because boundaries are important. And I had to tell a friend the other day, actually, um, it's not a boundary. If that person doesn't know it exists, your boundaries have to exist. They have to be spoken or written or in some form for that person that you're setting the boundary for to know what the consequences of that. So you can't just bitch to me. He's not honoring my boundaries. I'm like, well, did he know what those boundaries were? Question mark. Did you speak those? So I think uh, as women, we tend to get stuck in our heads too. And like, we're kind of sometimes afraid to voice those boundaries and to have like those um, adult conversations for fear of rejection or being stuck in people pleaser mode. And we're just kind of seething on the inside and, you know, it's just a constant loop and it just feeds into each other. Like the Ouroboros snake, it's just a snake eating its own tail. It's never ending. So at some point we have to hold ourselves accountable, you know, for the actions or lack thereof that we're taking or not taking. Yeah. I think sometimes too, there's certain things that don't need to be said. So I have set certain boundaries in my life where I've never even told the other person. I, I think about it like this. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, every single person. But when you show me who you are, I take note of that. I literally say in my head, noted. And then I kind of put people in a certain box like, okay, this person I can't tell things to because they repeat it to everybody, you know, but I'm not going to go mm-hmm. to that person and say, you gossip a lot and you talk a lot of drama about these. Ooh, it's like compartmentalizing kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I compartment, I compartmentalize people in my life and I love all of them, but there's just, it, it's just different relationships I have with people. There's some people I can get really deep and philosophical with. There's some people I can tell my deepest, darkest secrets to. And then there's other people that I'm surface level friends with and we just bond over cocktails and that's totally fine. But I think a lot of interpersonal relationship t- sometimes we try to control other people and really put mm-hmm. our boundaries down and be like, you need to be like this or I'm not going to do that, which actually that's not yes. a boundary. A boundary is you saying, this is my line in the sand. And if something you do or whatever crosses this, this is what I'm going to do. So it's not really so much a threat, but it's more of like, this is kind of my line of where I just, it doesn't sit right with me. This is how the dominoes are going to fall if yeah, if you <laughs> Yeah, so, but I do wanted to point, I did want to point that out that there are oh, some I things totally you just agree. don't have to say at all, but also there's things that you do need to say. There's a nice balance between not saying everything and then there's another side of it where you just don't sweep things under the rug. You, you have to find the balance and intuitively you'll know the difference. Yes. <clears throat> I, um, I recently had a friendship in with somebody I was really, really close with and it broke my heart. And I come to realize that what we had with each other, they weren't really boundaries. They were more like fortress walls. And I think boundaries can, God, it's such a buzzword and trend word now too. And I'm, I'm so glad because it's bringing like more awareness and light to it. And, you know, people are starting to really step into their power and make more in, intuitively based decisions. And, you know, it's great seeing people learn about it and hearing all these different perspectives. But um, in, in my case, like my friend, uh, my former friend, actually, <laughs> 
somebody mentioned to me this earlier. She said, uh, you know, I call him my ex-husband, but the word husband is still in there. And the word ex just means expired, <laughs> I like but that. he's always going to hold that title in some way, even if ex is in front of it. I'm like, whoa. So my ex-best friend, um, we had these fortress walls up with each other as well. And a lot of people tend to do that too. So it's like, okay, you have your boundaries or lack thereof, and then you have fortress walls and they're, it's so difficult to navigate. It's like, there's so many different tactics and techniques for setting a boundary. And I just find it such a fascinating topic, you know? Yeah, for sure. So based off our intuition and our boundaries and all of these things that we really truly have control over and our, and it's our say in our life, how can we create the life that we want on our own terms and make those decisions based on what we value rather than that fear and scarcity based mindset? Sure. Um, I think with anything uh, involving stuff like that and spiritual growth, you can just keep peeling back the onion layers to get to the root core of something. Um, so for me, the way I make decisions in my life is based on my core values and my personal core values are freedom, adventure, creativity, authenticity, and community. And everything I do in all aspects of my business has at least, you know, four, if not all five of those, uh, those values. And it's really important to me because if I make decisions from a scarcity based mindset or not based on my values, then I'm going to be miserable. I've done it so many times <laughs> to where I made decisions like in the moment and it detracted from my life and it made me feel so unfulfilled. And of course I learned stuff, you know, and I learned lessons, but I'm like, damn, I'm never going to do that again. And I think people really need to understand what their core values are. And if you don't know, it, honestly, like the minimalist um, podcast, they have a whole like sheet of core values. You can literally print it out and circle it if you're having trouble like jogging your brain. But I think it's really important for people to understand what their core values are and how they want to live. And, you know, peeling back another onion layer, just, you know, society, the news, social media, um, insert media outlet, insert large company here. They all have their own ways of programming us to think a certain way. So we take certain actions that just benefit their bottom line. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, get into all of that because I'll start to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but uh, I'm really into neuroplasticity. And I believe that people can deprogram their minds from what they were, you know, programmed from as age, you know, from ages like zero to seven, like that's mm -hmm. when all of our programming really like stick with us. And it's funny because I could just be grocery shopping and I think of something that just triggers me from my childhood and I'm like, whoa, or I think of, um, you know, I'm like fully tattooed. So a lot of people like stare at me whenever I go out and have my dreadlocks in and stuff. And I start freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, they're staring at me. And then I'm like, why the fuck do I care? Mm -hmm. But for that one split second, I'm in my childhood self in a small town in Mississippi where I grew up, where everyone was completely judged. And it was, you know, a Bible belt, like nobody was open-minded. And then I had to bring myself back into the center and awareness. And those memories aren't ever going to go away. It's just about recognizing those triggers and, and where you stand and making decisions based on what you really want, not based on what society has deemed acceptable for you, because you're going to be happy. You know, people, people say, um, 
the opposite of happiness is depression and it's not the opposite of happiness is purpose no shit i said it wrong the opposite of depression people say is happiness but it's not the opposite of depression is having purpose because happiness is a fleeting it's a fleeting state of being it comes and goes you know depression um you know i'm not talking about like clinical depression um that's a whole other topic but that's you know a condition not like a, not just sadness sadness and happiness is fleeting you know depression is like more a constant thing um but i think people just don't know what their purpose is because they've been told by their parents by their teachers by their superiors at work how they need to be and how they need to conduct themselves in order to achieve this level of success you know to keep up with the joneses and it's like ew yeah <laughs> ew. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And I know I talk to a lot of my audience about um, how your childhood traumas, your programming, your subconscious, your lived experiences, all of these things make you who you are. And that's the lens you see the world through. But ultimately, it gets to a point in your life where you get to decide you get to decide if that's what you believe or not, if that's what you find true or not, if that's intuitively what makes you you um, we can't change the things that have happened to us in the past so when a bad thought or a bad moment is on you get to decide how you move forward from that and i think that's where yes. a lot of people get stuck is because they get these negative moments and they get in that paralyzing fear of the past and what happened in the trauma or the lived experience or whatever but they get stuck there and it becomes their identity and they get this literal hit of adrenaline from it and they get addicted to that emotion of that feeling so the hardest part is being able to be aware of that emotion and then from there making the decision to be different that is the fucking hardest thing in the world when you are in that moment when you have a choice to stay where it's comfortable or do the fucking hard thing that's going to take you where you want to go and it's a, it, like you said, it's a muscle. And once you do that, once you make that decision, like I'm done being that bitch that I hate, that I don't like, that I don't feel good about. And I'm going to take that stride to be the person that I want to become, even though it's going to be uncomfortable as fuck. Right. You're going to be uncomfortable anyways, whether you stay complacent in your misery or whether you try something new and, oh my God, possibly fell. Like I want to... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't have to repeat, you know, Michael Jordan's story or Tom Brady or Oprah or any of these people who have failed countless number of times and still managed to pick themselves up. Like the difference between those people and people who don't achieve that success is that they try over and over and over and they believe in themselves and they did not put their self value on someone else's like validation of them. Amen. And you know what? That comes from such a huge level of confidence too. And just because you don't have it right now, if you don't, doesn't mean you never can. It's a muscle. It needs to be worked. You need the tools. You need the resources. You need the constant affirmations to yourself that you mm -hmm. are doing a good fucking job and you are a big fucking deal. Sometimes I tell myself, um, if I like feel stuck or confused, I'm like, man, okay how would the ideal version of me, you know, like how would Rebecca from 
like a year from now, three years from now, handle this situation? Like literally what would my highest self do right now? And I'm like, whoa, I'm thinking from the perspective of who I want to be years down the road at my highest self. But I do make a point. I think everyone should make a point to learn something new every day and then try to be a better version of who they were the day before, because it, <laughs> 10 minutes could change your life for anything. You can, today could be the day where you meet the most perfect client or where you connect with uh, somebody online that's going to completely catapult your business or, you know, whether you, uh, you won the lottery, if you bought a ticket, I don't know. Um, it, you know, the day that you meet the love of your life or that you come up with your, your business name, or you have that sudden epiphany and spark, like today could be that day. You could choose that moment at any time. And if you need to tweak it, you know, later, you know, like change the, the timeline a little bit, that's okay. But today could be the day and people just sit around and wait, wait, wait for the, they're like, I'm manifesting. I wrote down my affirmations in a journal. And I'm like, that, that doesn't do it. <clears throat> you know, I think people want to um, manifest certain things. Like, uh, let's say, let's say getting, um, let's just shoot. They already mentioned Oprah. Let's say getting Oprah on my podcast. Well, do you really want Oprah or do you want, like, why do you want Oprah? What does she embody? what of her values and her, um, her presence and her community, like, what about Oprah that do you love? Like, why do you want her? Does it have to be her? Because the universe can show up in different ways. It could totally be, you know, maybe like a, um, a New York times, uh, bestselling author that's like brand new and like a brand new podcaster and, you know, or just somebody random you meet at, a networking group that has all the same qualities that Oprah does, just not the same marketing budget, you know? So you have to be open to those opportunities too. And I think when people have things set so hard in stone and they're so married to a particular outcome, that's when they get disappointed because that's the root of, uh, what is the saying? Expectations, the root of all disappointment. And we get married to a certain outcome and idea and then we beat ourselves up when it doesn't happen. And then it just, that cycle just continues over and over and over. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I think that brought up in me, what you were saying is that a lot of people think that life just happens to them and, you know, they have this vision of what it's supposed to be like, and then they sit here and wait for it to just happen for them. But my best example is it's like your posture. If you have shit posture, your posture is not just going to get better. You literally have to every single day consciously think about, okay, so how is my, how's my posture right now? Mm -hmm. Am I slouching? Is, is my shoulders all forward? Do I look like I'm a, a hermit? <laughs> you have to be aware and then you have to make to this you, know, you have to make the decision to correct your posture and keep catching yourself and correcting yourself but your posture is not going to get better if you just sit there and wait and that's just like life your life is not going to become the life that you want if you're just sitting here and waiting for it to happen to you because it's not going to just happen to you because you wrote down a affirmation and you sat there and waited you have to actually put in the action and take those steps. The mindset, that's the hardest part because that's where a lot of us get hung up in the fear and mm -hmm. lack of self-worth and maybe we're a little bit insecure. But once you get your mindset right, the rest is easy. You can 
start snowballing those actions because you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I'm you, some days you just have to fucking decide I'm going to do it. I'm just going to fucking do it today. I don't want to, but I'm going to. And then that's when you're going to see those huge things in life. I'm sorry, but if you want to become a millionaire, you have to hustle. And it's not hustle culture, but it's being strategic. It's taking action. It's investing. It's doing those things that's going to take you there in a way that's easy and flowy for you. I'm not saying that entrepreneurship is easy at all because it's not, but you're going to find your rhythm and your groove and you're going to start taking more and more and more actions. And even the smallest actions, even the smallest baby steps, they mean something. So whatever it is you've been putting off, just take a baby step and do it. You are, it's like a staircase, right? You can't just be standing at the bottom and look at the top and expect to hop up there. You have to take every single step of the way. So life can get where you want to go. Absolutely. I mean, the pyramids weren't built in a day and the pyramids have a pretty fucking strong foundation, which is why they're still up, you know? And I um, I always tell people like, it's better to be 90% perfect and out in the world than a hundred percent perfect stuck in your head. Mm, And, um, oh man. So the things that I hate doing, like the task that I hate doing that my VAs don't do, or that I don't delegate out or whatever, I have to tell myself, um, I heard this on a, uh, on a podcast, which I feel like is the quote of my life. I heard this on a podcast. I'm such a junkie. Um, anyways, so I heard this on the mindset mentor podcast and he always says, use the word get instead of have, like I, get to go to the gym. I get to go on a new date. I get to send out an email today. I get to uh, read Oracle cards for my community. I get to X, Y, Z instead of I have to do this. And that one word just like makes me um, not hate the mundane tasks that I'm kind of forced to do right now in the moment. So it definitely makes it a little bit more tolerable, but uh, I use that word get a lot. And that's really helped my mindset shift to, uh, to things not feeling so overwhelming, you know, and draining. Mindset is so important. So freaking important. You have to start there. It's like 80% mindset, 20% action. 80-20 rule comes in many different forms. Uh. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, where can people connect with you? And what do you have any special offers you can give the audience? So uh, y'all can connect with me. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Uh, I have a Facebook group and a clubhouse room, both called Badass Body Workers. Um, it is for massage therapists, estheticians, spa owners, yoga instructors. If you're a woman in the holistic healthcare field, it's definitely the best community around. So I'm on Facebook and clubhouse mostly. And then I do also um, same account on Instagram as well. So whatever your social media poison of choice. <laughs> I love that. I definitely have a platform to, uh, to talk all about like mindset and I love discussing things with people. So I would love to hear everyone's unique perspectives because we only, we only know what we're exposed to. So I want to get to know other people's unique stories and hear where they're coming from and how they deal with, with life. Yes. And that's why we're having this conversation because it's important. You have to, you can't expect everybody in the world to think like you or look at the world the same way as you. That's why we're, it's so fun because we all get to hear different perspectives. And if something resonates with us, we get to keep it and in- integrate it into our lives. And if something triggers us and we absolutely disagree with, then it wasn't meant for us. So 
I appreciate you so much. And I will link all of that below in the show notes and we will chat again soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you so much for hanging out with us in the lounge today. Don't forget to connect with us on social media, leave some love in the reviews and subscribe to future episodes. Next week, I'm chatting with Haley, who's a holistic health practitioner, and we are talking about the mind-body-spiritual connection. I'm so excited for this episode, and I can't wait for you to hear it, too. We'll see you next week.